Welcome to uh, episode five of Pro Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. I'm your amateur, and I'm Chris Telesbo, your pro. Thanks for joining us. So, Chris, how you been? I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing really, really well. Good. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to the show. The numbers are going up, and that's phenomenal. So, thanks for. Uh, I'm assuming that either people are just searching disc golf and finding it, which tells me that there's a need for more media and and that the sport is ready to boom. Or uh, people are actually telling other people about it, which is even better for us. So, yeah. um, But write in, let us know what you think, and please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to. Uh, that really helps us a lot to, well, it pads our ego. <laughs> also, it helps us to know what, what we can improve on and, and um, where, what directions we can take the show. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, well, Chris... We, we've got another segment coming up. Yeah, let's just jump into it. Um, you threw something new this week. I did. I threw something new this week. Well, let's hear about it. So uh, last week after we recorded, um, and to peek behind the curtain, I think you're hearing this two weeks after we recorded it, but Chris threw the new the Explorer and the Ballista Pro, which are the new LAT64 discs that are in prototype, or mm-hmm. not prototype. I guess they're ready to be released, but they're not. They're still pre-release. Still pre-release. Yeah. Yeah however that works. <laughs> so um, for those of you that are new to the show, Chris is sponsored by Dynamic Discs. And as part of that, he gets early uh, two two copies, two molds, two pressings. I don't know. What, what's two the discs. Two discs each of every new release they're coming out with a year from all the, from Dynamic, Latitude 64, and Westside. And so the only ones you've gotten so far this year are the Explorer and the Ballista Pro from Latitude 64. Mm-hmm. And... Chris reviewed those on a previous episode. Go back, listen to it. He liked them. I love them both. Yeah. The Summary. ballista you threw far, you said. Mm-hmm. And the Explorer I threw very controlled. Yeah. Those good. are my summaries. They're both awesome. So I threw something new. So after we recorded, I walked out to, with Chris to his car and he handed me uh, two discs. So I got an Explorer and a Ballista Pro. And um, I am not as good <laughs> as Chris, so I don't feel like I can control many of my shots to, to where I want them. I'm still working on hyzer lines, anti lines, all that stuff. But So I took them out to the field, and I just saw what I could do with them, just throw them and see what could happen, and played a couple rounds and just threw them, you know, mixed them in with the round, just threw them as extra discs. And I was not, and it doesn't surprise me at all, because the Ballista Pro is, we talked about it when, we, when you reviewed it, it's a pro disc. It's a fast disc. It's a, it's a beefy, beefy disc. And they're, I think they're max weight, the ones that, mm-hmm. that you had too. So they're heavy too. Um, I couldn't, I could get them, I could get the Ballista Pro out there, but about as far as I can throw, which is not that far. So it, for me, it was, it was landing around where I throw, uh, it was landing near my lace or my villain okay. um, and my boss. So those are different discs from different manufacturers. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I was getting it out there, and which was good. I was I was pleased that I was getting it out there. And um, my Explorer, for me, it was actually, I, it was significantly shorter than my Ballista Pro, but it was doing exactly what you said it would do. You said it was like the River Pro, which I'm I'm on the record as saying I don't like. <laughs> but it went out and hook left, just quick hook left and down. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those times when you need a disc to just drop, go out a little ways and drop, it's it's going to be a great addition to your bag. I don't think I'll bag either of them personally. Mm-hmm. You you think uh, the Ballista Ballista Pro for sure, Explorer Strong maybe. Yeah. yeah. So neither of them are probably going to make it into my bag, but I'm one of these weeks I'm going to have to do it in the bag of my discs and we just should. yeah, it's it's a it's like a clown car. What's in there? Just 
<laughs> What's coming out? Um, oh, in my bag. I somehow, my whale sack, my, my Crystal Lisboa Glow whale sack is disappeared. So I need oh, to pick no. up another one of those. Okay. I want to get your one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'm suffering from a cold, so pardon my coughs. So I threw them. I liked them, but I, I don't think they'll go in my bag. But what I did do is pull out my River Pro from my practice bag, uh, or my field bag. And um, I, I, I think this is due to the fact that I'm just better <laughs> than I was when I, when I was handed that disc, uh, you know, six months ago or eight mm-hmm. months ago. Um, I was actually, it was doing what it should have done. And it was actually flying very similar mm-hmm. to the Explorer. One of the, so we have a hole here at uh, the University of Utah, which is a nine hole course. Um, it's a fun little course, but it's, it's a short course. Uh, on hole nine, there's, it's a nice gradual down slope mm-hmm. drive. And it's, it's like a driving range. You can just, I, I'll just empty my bag if there's no one behind me. And so I plan on doing that last when I, uh, last time I had those discs and through the Explorer. And, but there's a pine tree about, 40? 50, 40 feet, 50 feet, big, tall pine tree, single peat tree. And I never hit it. You know, you just, you th- I throw right hand, backhand, and the T's pretty much straight in line with the tree. And mm-hmm. so by the time that the disc releases, it curves around and it lands somewhere behind the tree. Uh, the Explorer, and I'm, I, this is my fault, this is not the disc, promptly got stuck about 30 feet up in that tree. <laughs> and I spent, 15 minutes oh. trying to get it out of there. I keep a little lacrosse ball in my bag. so that I can, that. Yeah, exactly, just, just to knock it out of trees. And the reason I keep a lacrosse ball is somebody told me it would be a good idea, and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it the likelihood of a ball getting stuck in the tree is, is mm-hmm. very low. But if you throw another disc up, you might just get, you know, yeah, and all put your whole them. bag in the tree. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> started checking my lacrosse ball. Took me forever to hit it because I'm not a great aim. But I was close. But it was also just parked in this tree. Oh. And uh, it, in fact, it was so parked that my lacrosse ball got stuck right next to it. Oh, no. So, and if this was my disc, I would have walked away and thought, next time the wind comes, it might shake free mm-hmm. and it's inked and somebody will find it. It's not my disc. It's a prototype. It's, it's literally marked prototype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, there's no ink on it and there's no chance of it ever coming back. That would be a sad and, end. And that's a course where mo- I get fewer discs returned from yeah. that course than a lot of courses around if I, if I do misplace them. Um, so I went for my fastball to just chucking rocks and finally got it knocked free. So my ball is still up there. <laughs> so next time I go play, I'm going to have to check and see if it's still there. I went and got a new one. Just don't throw discs at it. I know. <laughs> I'll throw my new ball at my old ball. There we go. But it, it actually is. I put my name and number on my ball, too, so I'll see if that comes back to me. <laughs> so um, so I threw something new and then threw a whole bunch of rocks trying to get that something new out of the tree. <laughs> but if, you have, uh, if you're looking for a good control disc, something that's going to go out, I don't know. For, for me, that, that Explorer was probably going on about 70, 80 yards and then hooking left and down. And for you, where, how far were you getting that out? I could probably get the Explorer 350, 375 on yeah. a straight line. Yeah. And then down. But Chris throws really far. Yeah. So, again, your arm's probably somewhere between us. If you think if you, that sounds good to you, pick up the Explorer. Because if, if the River Pro is something that you liked, but you're not in love with it, try the Explorer. And if you've got the arm speed to get that ballista out there, it'll go. And it'll go a long ways. The ballista pro goes far. Yeah. Fast. So, 
That's it. I threw something new. If you want us to throw something new and talk about it, um, we'll, we'll continue to do this with the prototypes that we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want us to go try something new, uh, let me know and we'll go pick it up and, and go throw it. And um, if it's not a, a trilogy disc, then I'll throw it and Chris will talk about how poorly I threw it. So. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was at the store the other day looking at discs and I was looking around for just weird stuff. I didn't find anything. Oh. Like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. But I want to try the Aerobies. I've never thrown the Aerobie branded golf discs. Oh. And I, I think I've only thrown the Epic. Is that the that's a tomahawk one? It's right? the one that's got a small rim on one side and a huge rim on the other yeah. side. And yes, tomahawk players are quite good with them. Yeah, I mean, I've seen YouTube videos of them just like they don't stop. They just yeah. keep going. No, they do a full flip, like a barrel roll, and then yeah. they take a full flight. I've yeah. seen tomahawk epics go five six hundred feet. Yeah. So. Um, I'm curious to see what I could do with one of those. I honestly don't know what else they make. That's they the only make, one I've seen. They make a they make a full range, meaning at least three discs. Okay, so but that's That'd the one. That, that's the one that I'm most interested in. Yeah, so we should we should get an epic. Yeah, they're we'll, we'll get an they're epic. amusing at best. <clears throat> and I think my guess is Dynamic would be okay with that because they don't make anything close to that. Nobody does. Yeah, no, it's no, it's grandfathered in for the PDGA <laughs> because it has to be approved because it once was. Yeah. But Do people I, on the tour actually throw those? I've never seen anybody that has like a famous name throw them. Yeah. But I've seen some Tommy people throw them. Yeah. We yeah. Should, I should go into JC or Jesse, my thumber friends. Okay. See what happens. It yeah, might we'll just explode. It might but. just spin in circles. <laughs> I don't know. I One YouTube video I saw was a guy throwing it, and he may be somebody in the sport. I just don't know. Um, but... Uh, if he was 65, if he was a day, and he was throwing it, just bombing it out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's hard to tell in a video how far it's going, but all the way. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's it's, it's, it's still disappeared. Flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I like silly things. We should so, check it out. Yeah, see if we can get it to go farther than an aerobie ring, which I doubt. Oh, that would be a really good comparison. Rings go for forever. They do. We'll have to. Yes. Okay, we're gonna have to do a field day. Yes. Pro am field day. Playing catch. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Chris, you wanted to talk about something, and it's an issue that's uh, kind of relevant right now mm-hmm. in disc golf. And why don't you go ahead and uh, bring that up? So recent events have brought to the table um, kind of the whole issue of w- women's disc golf right now and how courses should cater to or not cater to the women's game, where – we design these holes to challenge men who throw a certain distance on certain kinds of shots. And then the women can't throw that far, so they have to lay up and do these other things. So it's kind of a battle of... So you said something was happening in Phoenix at a tournament. Yeah. So the Shelly Sharp down at Vista in Phoenix last week, a couple weeks ago now, um, they shortened five of the holes for the women. Some of them probably good holes to shorten. Um, they didn't shorten some that probably would have been good holes to shorten. So the consistency was a little bit strange. Um, I didn't play it. I've talked to people who did. Mm -hmm. I listened to the Smashbox podcast about it. Got some Terry and Steve and Jen thoughts on it. Um, But I don't know. I think it's hard to shorten a tee pad on a hole and still get the same benefit out of a hole. So how much were they shortening the pads? Because you think sounds like PDGA, to me, just as somebody who's fairly new to it, PDGA really is trying hard to emulate PGA in mm-hmm. what they're doing mm-hmm. as far as the logo and branding and everything. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and so LPGA plays from a different set of tees than the PGA plays from. So uh, it, it was something like that, or how much? What was the the distance that we're talking about here? Um, some of them not a ton. Some okay. of them were shortened by just a little bit to make it reachable in one or two shots comfortably. Okay. Some of them were a couple hundred feet shorter. So that it's not throw far twice if you want to look at birdie. So a couple hundred feet is, that's nuts. I mean, that's a completely different hole. Yeah. And, I mean, as someone who appreciates throwing far, in MPO, I don't throw far. I'm like upper end of average. Yeah. But I appreciate the kids who do. Yeah. Like, I like watching it happen, and they throw 100 feet past me. I think they deserve that. Well, yeah, if Simon can throw it out 700 feet, Mm -hmm. let him throw it out 700 feet. Absolutely. So I don't understand why move a tee pad to take away from a hole when throwing far is just as important a skill as your upshot control. Especially, so my biggest my biggest worry here is that with scenic holes, like hole one at Fountain Hills is 360 feet over a pond. Okay. The basket is 10 feet from the pond. So the entire shot's over the water. But if you move the tee any shorter, you're going around the side of this pond, and so now you're throwing with the pond and the grass split straight out in front of you. Oh, wow. So if you're right-handed, you're actually hyzering at the water the whole time instead of throwing over it and finishing safe. Yeah. So you're making it shorter, but you're making it harder, so you're not going to benefit with the scoring decrease you want. Well, it just totally changes the – I mean, if it's a matter – again, uh, PDGA or PGA versus LPGA, it's mm-hmm. – I'm sure there's an actual like set distance, but it's, it's in line with the men's tee, and it's just you know mm-hmm. 50 feet or whatever, 100 feet. I don't know what the distance is. Yeah, I don't Closer. know. Closer. Yeah. And and so the the hole basically plays the same. It's just mm-hmm. accounting for that extra distance in the drive. Yeah, and I'm that. I like both sides of this argument. Actually, um, I think shorter tees would be okay, but not in a. There's a basket here. Let's put a tee pad, you know, 150 feet up over here just to make it shorter, because that usually takes away from the essence of the disc golf hole. They're designed to be certain shots from certain places. So if you have to move the pad far enough that you're taking away from the shot. I think you just let them play it. I mean, well, and it's, we were talking a little about this before. To me, I'm not a woman and I'm not on the tour. So, um, but it's all relative. So, if you're trying to make scores lower mm-hmm. for, for the women's game, um, that seems kind of irrelevant to me if it's women playing against women because they're not trying to, you know, Paige and Ricky aren't on the same card. At, at, mm-hmm. at an event unless they happen to be just an amazing doubles team <laughs> so they would be yeah they would so um i you know in a tournament you're not going to see the women and the men on the same card if, if they are then it's because you know it was a shotgun yeah. start and but they're not scored against the same they're not in the same division mm-hmm. they're not their scores aren't going in the same pool yeah and so it seems uh to me counterintuitive mm-hmm. for that sense but again if you're trying to make it mirror PD or LPGA and PGA <clears throat> and make the sport more approachable to some women. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't throw it out 400 feet, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of women on the tour are, but then there's a handful that are even getting further than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so that's, you know, if that's a stroke difference, um, I guess it, it, it just seems like a different game. It seems like it, it, it becomes a short game instead of it just kind of takes the drive out of it. If you've developed that shot and you've got that distance, mm-hmm. it really hampen, or, uh, dampens your competitive edge. Yeah, and I think it would be less fun too. Like 
I mean, so say you throw 300 feet right now. It's fun to throw far. Like it's fun to yeah. get behind a disc and see what you can do with it. Imagine playing a course that's no longer than a hundred feet. You're throwing two putters all day. That, yeah. They kind not only does it become less fun, it just doesn't seem like the same game. No, your bag has to completely change too. Like yeah. there's just no reason to carry anything. No. And what kills me, not kills me, confuses me, is that for the men, we make it longer and longer and longer. People throw farther, we make holes longer. We have five, six hundred foot par threes now. Yeah, Why? Which, which to me is nuts. Because people like Simon and Eagle keep throwing farther. Yeah. So instead of shortening holes for the rest of us MPO guys, we're making them longer to challenge them. So why for women should we say, oh, there are only a few that throw that far. Well, let's make everything shorter to bring scores down. I don't, I don't see a parallel. Well, I don't, I don't think I like either one of those. Yeah. I think if Simon and Eagle can, can, you know, birdie a par four, let them. Yeah. You know, great. Like that's, that's what they can do. And then let the, let the competition rise to them. Um, you know, they're not, <laughs> the masters again, going back to the PGA, they're not lengthening the course when, when, you know, when Tiger Woods came mm-hmm. out, they weren't changing the game and redesigning courses to, to challenge him. He was just that dominant mm-hmm. when he, you know, in his first few years on the tour. So, um, I, I don't think I agree with either of them. Again, I, I, more more people playing disc golf is good for disc golf, um, as long as they're you know. Well, etiquette's another topic to talk about, but it, but it, people learn the etiquette, and and more people, more awareness of the sport is good for it. And I and I really believe that the more that the sport can mainstream, the more that it will grow, and the nicer courses that we're going to get. <clears throat> Then you'll start seeing some coverage on TV. It's just a good thing for the sport. Mm-hmm. And so making the sport less intimidating to someone to come in and see, you know, if you look on TV, I mean, I I watch what, you know, Simon and Eagle or, uh, yeah, Simon and Eagle can do and what <laughs> Ricky and, and, and Paul can do. And it's amazing and it's impressive. Uh, but that's a totally different game than I'm playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was watching some of those uh, champs versus chumps videos and Paul picks lines that I thought, Oh, that doesn't exist. Like that's not a possible thing that a piece of plastic could do. Mm-hmm. And he, he parks it. So, uh, whereas I would be like, okay, I'm going to play for five on this part three <laughs> and that's okay. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm also not trying to, to, to compete or to be competitive in the sport. And so for people that <clears throat> maybe are, um, maybe lowering the gap a little bit for women, would seem good, but as you're saying, just moving the T pad doesn't make a hole easier. You know, frankly, if I there's some holes that if I had to throw a mid instead of a driver that I mm-hmm. again I'm not a terribly consistent thrower, but there's there's some holes where there's some trees and other obstacles, and I know that I can probably lay something through through the gap and get it within mm-hmm. range of where I want it to be. Uh, you move the hole the pad up 20, 30 feet. Then I've got to throw a different disc, and I've got to throw something else, and I've got to try to figure out mm-hmm. something else to do. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really just changes the game, and it doesn't necessarily make it easier. No. You know, and, and if you can disc up or – well, and if the difference is just a matter of if you could disc up or disc down to account for that difference of the T-pad, even the women that are throwing from it, mm-hmm. then that's completely counter to the point. Yeah. You know, because <clears> – excuse me. Uh, the top women are going to throw farther. Mm-hmm. Than the other women on the tour, 
regardless if they're throwing a putter or if they're throwing a high-speed driver. Mm-hmm. And most of the arguments I've heard for shortening the tee pads are just statistical arguments based on scoring. So you take a certain hole that, okay, say it's 390 feet. Okay, most women don't throw that far consistently. Uh, some do, for sure. Yeah, sure. Most don't. I don't, yeah. So you say only 15% of FPO got in the circle off the tee. And FPO. Female Professional Open. Thank you. Um, and 5% birdied it. Is that a good hole? Statistically, maybe. Yeah. maybe not. Like, it's too far. Nobody's getting there. So you bring it down to, what, 300 feet just to get people landing in the circle? Or do you let those 5% have their 380 for shot? Well, again, I think if you can redesign a course for that specifically, like, it would be fantastic if there was a course for the women's open and, mm-hmm. and the men's open. You know, if there were, there were courses designed um, – for those different games, but we're not to that point in the sport. I mean, no. even on the even on the tour, a lot of these courses are city parks and or temporary courses set up at a ball golf course or just different things. And so, you're kind of working with what you've got in mm-hmm. the land that's available to you. Mm-hmm. And um, if shortening the tee all of a sudden puts you in to where you're having to lace through some trees instead of having an open fairway to throw into, or opens up a fairway instead of having to use some skill to get around some trees, then that that's totally changed the feel of the, of the hole. It's mm-hmm. not just a distance thing to me. Yeah. And that goes back to my signature holes point is there are signature holes that are hard because they look pretty. They're off of a cliff, whatever Yeah, you start moving tee pads that takes away from the fun for the women. Yeah. Like it's fun to play those signature holes because of what they are. Well, at least that's our, I, I, if, if you yeah, let have me know. a different, yeah, please let us know how you feel about it. Um, I would love to hear from some, yeah, no, I would really love to hear from some women players on this. Cause, yeah. Uh, neither of us are and i'm and i'm now we're on the tour really trying to be competitive in the sport so uh what you have one more thing yeah my other point is um <coughs> we've been playing from the same pad for forever okay women are used to throwing from the pro pads well, that that's we how did. they learn to play yeah so i mean some of plenty plenty of women throw farther than open men players sure so why now do we need to bump them down a t-pad i mean I have friends who throw less far than the top of FPO. Oh, I, I'm one of them for sure. Yeah, I, I throw less far than the the bottom of FPO. Yeah, but I would I would I would say the top handful of female professionals are probably pretty close to the average MPO distance, maybe a little under, but they throw far. So why would we all of a sudden take away from the game they play? It's fun to compete against them. Yeah. Like, I like to see if I can beat them consistently. Oh, if I were you, and if I were on the tour and I could score close to the top of the women's bracket, I, I would feel very satisfied yeah. with myself. Yeah, it's, it's a fun fun yeah. battle to have. I just don't think... <clears throat> but if you're throwing totally different holes but happen to be aimed at the same basket, yeah. then, yeah. you know. And I, I mean, real quick, ratings would be a mess. Oh, absolutely, Because yeah. then a 975 woman and a 975 man... Or maybe not the same skill set because they're playing separate courses, which kind of takes away from it. Yeah. And I love all the women I know that play, but if you put any FPO group and the top MPO group on the same course, whether it's 800 foot holes or 300 foot holes, MPO will probably win. And that's not because they throw farther, that's because people like Ricky are just incredibly good at putting. He's just a savant, yeah. Yeah, and so you look at Paige this year, and I think she did so well so many times because she picked up her putting. 
So why, instead of encouraging people to become better putters, are we saying we'll make the course easier for you? Yeah, not just to get driving. scores up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's a very open topic for me. I'd like to hear thoughts. So is this the only? Tournament so far where that's happened? There's one in Phoenix? It's the only one I've heard of. I think the Memorial next week um, is also doing it. Okay. I'm worried, not worried, um, wondering if they'll take away some of the signature holes on those courses with shorter tee pads. What are you hearing from kind of the women that you know that are in the sport? Um, it's kind of mixed. Some like it because they want it to be fair. They want everyone to be able to play the same game. But what? a lot of people also... And like I'm to not play pro pads. I'm not trying to say that they said the word fair because you said the word fair, but I don't know that that's fair. Yeah. Because it's, again, you, you can throw far. Mm -hmm. That's a skill that you have. Um, assuming that our, that our short games were of similar skill level, you're going to be a stroke or two ahead of me on, yeah. you know, th throughout a, a 18 holes because on those long long holes you're going to to save a stroke mm -hmm. if i if we're putting and and our upshots are the same like you know if, if we're playing that well because of you because you've developed your power and your speed you're getting out there so i don't know that it's fair to take that away yeah i don't think so i think it should be an aspect of course design where you have a variety of distances yeah some that benefit the touch player some that benefit the like 300 350 foot power player and then some that benefit the 400 450 plus yeah because usually the better you get at one the more you neglect the others so i think as long as the course is balanced in that we can design courses well and, and that can that's be played by everybody a, a tour as well and a season is mm -hmm. you you play enough different courses with enough different holes that if your game is balanced enough it should kind of shake out in the mix paul for the men's side, you know, Paul and, and Ricky and, and those guys, their game's balanced enough mm -hmm. that they just, you put them on any course and they're going to finish close to the top. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. Um, it, if I built a course in my backyard, I might be the best in the world at playing that course. <laughs> but someone with a, but you take me out of that and, and you know, mm -hmm. that's, if that's all I know, if that's all I can do, then I'm not balanced enough to really play on a tour. And so, you know, sometimes you get the guys that um, locally here, we see people post scores of, of, you know, a certain course and, you know, they're, they're, you know, 15 under, 8, 16 under, which is great. And that's phenomenal. But I've got to say a lot of that is just, you know, that course, mm -hmm. you, you know, that course, you know how it plays in the spring, you know how it plays in the fall. And so you can get your, you know, you can get your score down mm -hmm. on, on that course. But that's, if you're playing enough holes and enough, time you know mm -hmm. over the season that's really where you start to sort out who who the best players are and i think i don't think you need to try to meet gerrymander that you know by by trying to throw anything else in there i think that's mm -hmm. kind of the whole point and that's really any kind of sport that's like this you know that's kind of an individual sport that's not played on a consistent field or consistent you know bowling should be pretty consistent. Maybe there's an elevation it's, change. It's surprisingly not. Is it not? Yeah. I don't, I'm not a bowler. I am. Okay. Um, but, you know, foot. well, everything has some yeah. variation. But Things like basketball. Yeah. It's pretty mean, straightforward. Th there's elevation change. There's some, some wood bounces a little bit different, but it's pretty straightforward. Volleyball, similar thing in that Very sense. Very straightforward. Yeah. I play that too. Yeah. 
Uh, that's why I said volleyball. Picking my hobbies. Uh, <coughs> well, tall people sports. Uh-huh. <laughs> Horse racing. No. I am not a jockey. <laughs> but uh, golf, skiing, um, bicycle, cycling, you know, anything like this that, that you play in the outdoors and that you're... Different places. Yeah. That's that's kind of the reason for a tour. That's the reason to, mm-hmm. to get out there and do that. If it was just... Um, if every disc golf course was built the exact same, Ricky and Bob, Ricky and Paul would probably still be the best out there doing it because they're just, you know, savants mm-hmm. at this. But um, it wouldn't be as much fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely not for me. I mean, part of this whole thing is it's fun to be outdoors. It's fun to see the course change over the season, and it's fun to you know play a different course mm-hmm. every now and again. And uh, that's part of the challenge. Mm-hmm. So. But like to your point earlier, the women on the tour have played these courses before. If this isn't their rookie season, they've thrown from those pads. And then to change that is mm-hmm. – that's got to be a bummer. Yeah, and I imagine some of them definitely are. Yeah, and they're they're touring. So, you know, I think rules are that the course has to be set up about five days in advance or something. Something for, like that. But if you're traveling to play the, the tournament, you're not there likely – five days before, mm-hmm. especially in this sport where the money just isn't there to support you being there five days before. Yeah. You know, even the people like, like Tina and Eric who are on the road, they're road warriors full time. They're doing events. They're, they're, they're figuring out what they can do. And so they don't have time. I don't think to just play that course for five days solid yeah. before and try to try to figure out the new layout. Yeah. And I think that was part of the trick with the Shelly um, is that they were told day of that they had shorter pads. Oh my goodness. So not a huge deal that you didn't get to practice them because they made them shorter. You can kind of feel through it. Yeah. But that they didn't even know it was happening. As I understand it, I could be wrong, but as I understand it, they were told when they were starting that they had five shorter pads. Yeah. That'd be such, and there were some, that'd be, I'd be in my head the whole time. And there were some other divisions that were told to play the short pads and they said no way and played the long pads as a decision against direction. Yeah. Which I don't know how they could, but yeah, I don't know how that works. Happened out. so. Well, I don't know. I'm 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 okay with shortening women's pads to make the game more exciting, but like on the spot, putting a tee pad somewhere closer to the basket is not the right way for me. I mean, barring a safety concern, like hey, this pad collapsed. You know, there was a sinkhole <laughs> or something, or we had a big rainstorm and it washed out. I mean, we around here, there's pads that are pretty gnarly that mm-hmm. if you get you get enough rain, it'll take it out and it's not safe. Um, but if the men are throwing from the same pad, it's obviously not a safety issue. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I disagree with that day for sure. If, if that was in, indeed what happened, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my thought on it is let the women decide what they yeah. want. Don't. And I think, I think tournament directors and tour operative operatives, uh, that's what yeah, I'll call I don't them. Know what the term is. Um, are soliciting feedback from those women. Okay. So I'm hoping the changes will be good in in the next year, two years, however long it takes. Yeah, whatever the we women find that, that are playing place. want, you know, then great. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll give them the game that they want to play. Mm-hmm. But um, if it was done, like, hey, so, I'm not, I'm not going to go into this tangent that I was going to go into that could, could get into a whole different realm of different things but i'll just say people have a tendency to think that they know what's best for other people and to try to solve their problems for them oftentimes that doesn't work 
and it's not really what's actually best for the situation. Mm-hmm. And so this is all new to me tonight. This is the first time hearing about this. I didn't, I didn't listen to the podcast or, or haven't been following it. Um, but if it's TDs that decided, hey, we're going to try this to try to even out the scores or, or whatever the motivation is behind it, um, and they weren't consulting with, uh, you know, at least trying to take a consensus of what the players wanted, mm-hmm. then it's wrong. If this is reaction to what the players asked for and what they're getting, then that's probably moving to the right direction. Is But, you know, again, give the players the sport that they want to play. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, we're saying it's not as fun for the women to play a shorter hole. Maybe some think it is because they mm-hmm. like a more technical shot or they like, you know, kind of a finessing a short game. I don't know. But on that note, we don't do that for men. No. Not even a little bit. There are hundreds of players who have a better controlled short game than I do. Maybe yeah. thousands. Yeah, and if they could take 200 feet off of the drive. So if we take the majority, which is probably, you know, not Ricky and Eagle and Simon – Paul distance. Definitely not. No. Yeah. We're not catering to them. So why would the women who don't throw as far have a stronger say in their side of things? Right? It's the same it's the same argument. That's a really good point. We just cater to the men who throw far and the I guess we're trying to figure out what to do with the women. Do we let them keep not throwing as far as the men and playing the same holes, or do we start trying to design and I say design not implement a new T pad? Like design holes that cater to a shorter thrower. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think a new tee pad shorter on holes, especially signature holes, is the right way to do it. And again, if you're moving it at 15 feet, okay. But but 15 feet. Mo- most women I know that are pretty competitive in whatever sport they're competitive in don't want to pl- – to, I mean – it's almost a derogatory thing for them to say, like using the ladies tee, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I'll, I don't, I actually don't follow PGA tour enough or LPGA tour at all to know if they are playing from a different tee. I think they are, but WNBA plays on 10 foot baskets on the same size court mm-hmm. and they play a different game. It's a fundamentals game. And actually as a spectator, I've been to a handful of WNBA games. They're fun to watch. Like it's it's kind of like watching seventies basketball. Like, <laughs> um, but it's I mean they're they're really moving the ball around. It's a team sport. Whereas watching NBA is fun to watch too. A lot of fun to watch. <laughs> um, but it's a different game. But it's played on the same mm-hmm. same court. And you know I just said that it's so different. You know by comparing you know something played on a court versus something played outdoors, but. The women's uh, disc golf game can be played a different way because it's it's just these players are playing to their strengths, mm-hmm. and so they have to strategize and and do what they do. Um, the, there's not if Paige was playing on the same card with Ricky and Paul, she would it would be a different game for her than what she plays. It's not it's not the game she plays. I don't uh, you know. It, it's just different. Mm. So, I don't know. I hope we didn't offend anybody. Yeah. I love you ladies. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it's awesome that people are playing the sport, and I want everybody to be able to go and play it. So, uh, give your feedback. Let us know, for sure. But also, let your TDs know, and, and let the people that are, that are organizing events around you know if you want, you know, a, a separate ladies' tea, or if you don't. Um, I would like a separate novice tea that puts me right in the circle. <laughs> 
That's a putting league. That's what you're looking for. No, 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 because then you know I I'm embarrassed if I if I par. Um. <laughs> oh, it's just a guarantee. Okay, you know, I can put wherever I want. Guys, I shot a zero today. It was yeah. awesome. Well, eighteen shot eighteen. Okay, no zeros. Played eighteen, shot eighteen. You know oh. you gotta you gotta okay. you, know, you gotta at least putt. Well, I guess. I don't know. I just started in the basket. Yeah. Here's my tee pad. Oh, it's in. Yeah, it's We're in. done. All right. That wouldn't be very fun. No. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, it's fun because it's challenging. Now, but that's that's for me. And mm-hmm. and that's, I think, why a lot of people play this game. That was a, something we talked about last week is, is why do you play the game? It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really a big reason why I play. If it was... Have you ever played a video game where you get to a certain point and your character is so powerful that you can just do whatever you want to do and there's yes. no challenge? Yes. It's not fun to play anymore. No. I mean, some people might think so. For, for a minute. Yeah. There's like the wow factor. Oh, yeah. There's like the I'm invincible and I'm yep. just going to go around and do what you I do want to do. A yeah. couple times and then you're yeah. over it. Yeah. I mean, it's and, – and you see what kind of points you can rack up and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, living life in God mode isn't – isn't, isn't a great way to live life. It's not, it's not going to, you're going to get bored pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And so, but if different tees creates a different challenge, great. Just, you know, hmm. so let us know what you think. Um, is that, that's it for me. Is that it for you? That's what I wanted. All right. Well, thanks for listening guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, write into us, uh, proamdiscgolf at gmail.com, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf. We've also got Twitter and Instagram that we don't really use, but they're there. Um, but uh, there's also a Facebook group that you can link to through our mm-hmm. Facebook page. So join that as well and get some discussions going there. You know, you can post on that board. And um, if you have thoughts on this, please, you know, put them up there. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I really do too because um, we're mansplaining what women should be doing. Yeah, which is exactly what we're saying shouldn't happen. I know. Hmm. So. Well. Huh. Well, on, us. on that disappointing note. <laughs> It's time to end. Yeah, keep throwing plastic. <laughs> <laughs>